Well, good evening, guys. We're going to go ahead and get started. Um, looks like everybody has settled down and in place. I don't see anybody else coming in. If they do, they will find them a seat to sit in. Does anyone need a handout? Does everyone have a handout? Everybody's good? Got water on the table. Got more water on the table. More chocolate in the box. Y'all dig into that. That's good stuff, no doubt. Uh, all right, guys. Well, before we get started, let's uh, let's pray. Father, tonight we thank you for the the love that you've loved us with. Father, it's with a joyful heart that we give thanks to you tonight, God, for all that you've done and for all that you are to us. Father, we pray that you would reveal yourself through your word to us tonight. And everything that is said, we pray that only what is from you would be heard and, and retained, God. And I thank you for the knowing that you still speak to your people. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. All right, guys, I guess Pastor Danny will be back uh, this coming week sometime, Wednesday maybe, something like that. Uh, it, uh, yeah, he's been gone for a little while, that's for sure, uh, but good for him. I mean, great for him. I'm, I'm excited for him that he's got a few weeks off and he can go take care of business and see family and all of that. A uh, couple things about tonight, we're going to be talking about thanks Thanks in the Bible, not because it's November, okay? I'm, I'm not that lame. I've been thinking about this for a couple months. God, when they asked me to speak again, what am I going to speak on? I had no idea when that would be. It could be the middle of next year. It could have been the next week. I didn't know. And I feel like he wanted me to speak on the topic of thanks and being thankful. It just so happens it, it turns out it was in November that he asked me. Um, he had said no, at uh, December at one point, um, so we're going to talk about that tonight. So you'll notice that everything is set up a little bit different tonight. I've set the tables up. You have handouts and pencils and water and all the stuff that you would have in school. I really wanted to sit down, but I couldn't see all of your good-looking faces, so I've had to stand up so we could do this. Please help me tonight and answer a question. Humor, humor me, okay? Uh, I'd love to hear what you have to say about all of the questions. Interrupt me as we're going along. I was telling Gabe, I really don't want to be the talking head tonight for an hour. I mean, I can do that. I mean, I'm conditioned for an hour. I can do an hour. I don't want to do an hour. I want you guys to do an hour. It's, all, it's, it's a lot more exciting when you guys speak, okay? I, I just I love the... The, it's, it's almost like camaraderie, but when people are going back and forth with all the talking, it's just wonderful. I've really got some underhanded pitches here tonight with questions, so it, it's not like any of them are difficult. Uh, and we're going to fill some of those out and maybe discuss a few of them or maybe let you bring a few of them up. Uh, but all of that is, is just really exciting for me, so we're going to see where this goes. I hope you guys are excited. I'm excited. I believe I have something to say that's from both Testaments, a commonality between the two regarding this one thing, whereas thanks is actually worship. We're going to talk about a few big ideas tonight, and I'll, I'll say it twice so you'll know to write it down, not that it's, it's in bold on your paper. So where you say big idea, look for that, okay, and write that in. Get those, those, those ideas and uh, take that home with you. There's a lot of scripture on the back. I was telling Gabe the other half of the Bible will be the last half hour of this class. Uh, we're, we're not going to, we probably won't talk about every one of those, okay? That's just something for you for later. So, guys, you ready to start? Let's get going on this. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18 reads this way. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. 
Okay, I'm going to ask you a question, and I don't want you to answer it, okay? We're going to start on answering questions after this one. Then at the end tonight, I'm going to ask you this same question again, and we're going to see what you guys say. You ready for this? What is the hidden word in this verse? There's a word in this verse that's not in the Greek that's very descriptive of what's going on in this verse, and I believe it's key. It's not inferred in the Greek. It's not stated in the Greek. But I want to hear what your personal idea is in the end. And then I'm going to tell you what, what I think, not should be involved in it, but it's a word that really describes what's going on, just a single word. And we'll see what you think. Okay, let's look at our questions. Everybody take your pencil and, and look at your paper. I'm going to give you guys a few minutes. If you have any questions, please let me know. So we're going to start out with an easy one. Remember, we're pitching underhanded here. What are we thankful for? Let's start writing those things down. I'm, I'm not going to drill you. If you don't want to speak tonight, I'm not going to make you do it. I'm not going to look at your papers and grade them. But really, this is an easy question. We have so much to be thankful for. What are we thankful for? It could be physical. I mean, it could be relational. It could be spiritual. I mean, just, it, it could be anything. You could be thankful for your pet, for that matter. I mean, it's, and that, that's certainly a big one. Uh, what are we thankful for? It says, in everything, give thanks. This is God's will. Gosh, we have a lot to be thankful for. Now here, here's a question. Why are we thankful for those things? Why, why, are, we, why are we thankful? There's so many things that we could be thankful for, so many people that we could be thankful for. Maybe we're thankful for our church, or for our church body, the body of believers here at Open Door Baptist Church. But if we are thankful for them, why are we thankful for them? That's the, the thought-provoking question. We can throw that word around like crazy and say thank you every time we open our mouth or say thanks or I appreciate you. But the question is, why do we thank those people? What is it that we appreciate about them? So if we know who we're thankful for and why we're thankful for them, how do we express that thankfulness? How do we express gratitude to others? What are, what are some of the things that we can do to show that we're thankful for well, people in general, even if it's somebody you don't know and never seen before and they do something, some random act of kindness, and you say, thank you, thank you very much, or, or, or whatever it is, uh, what is the, the thing that you can do to reciprocate when someone has, has uh, done an act of kindness towards you? Now, for some folks, you know, the... Um, Maybe they cook for others when they, when they do them something nice. And somebody does something nice for you, and then they, they return that favor and they cook. I'll be the first to say that I like cake, so if I've ever done anything nice for you, and if you want to cook, you can please cook me a cake. I'll take it. Uh, Gabe will help me eat it, that's for sure. Chocolate chip cookies, M&M's on the top. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. What is it that you do to, to bless others? Um, 
Maybe buy them Jim and Nick's, or maybe you walk up and tell them why. I have one I'm going to bring up later. I'm not going to give my answers right now. We kind of have our thing that we do, but it's always important to say why you're saying thank you, and you know, give a good reason. Thank you, and then how do you show that attitude? Here's you a question, and maybe this one's a tough one to take in. Maybe it's not. Maybe you do this all the time. When is the last time that you expressed your gratitude towards someone and told them thank you? When is the last time that you looked at another human being and said, thank you, I appreciate you? I don't guess you have to write that down. Maybe we, maybe we can just internalize that one and hold that one in. Uh, maybe you're that person that says thank you all the time. Yeah, you're there. Yeah. <laughs> Warren, I love you, man. I love you, man. I need somebody to talk to me. Talk to me. We're fixing, we're fixing to go for a few of these, and then we'll get on with our teaching tonight. Okay. When was the last time you told someone thank you and then followed it up with a good qualifying reason for saying thank you? Well, thank you, Warren. Well, why do, I, why do I appreciate you, Warren? Because you're the one that always starts the conversations. You're that guy every speaker wants in the front, and I appreciate you greatly for that. You give an excuse for that, but I appreciate Warren 4.0. That's, that's Warren 4.0 for our visitors. This is Warren 3.0 right here. Uh, they call themselves that, not me. I'm not talking about their names. I, I get that from them, and if it's not them, Pastor does that. I got it from Pastor. Okay, Pastor started calling you guys 3.0 and 4.0. He's the third. He's the fourth. Okay. Um, oh, here's my example. Ha <laughs> uh, Thank you. While you guys are writing, and we're fixing to go over a couple, last week I tried so desperately hard to, sell some, to tell somebody that I appreciated them and just blew it, and it was really awkward in my mind. Maybe they didn't pick up on it, but I did very badly. Uh, because when you're a speaker, you want people to speak, right? Well, Pastor was talking about last Sunday night about how one of the people in the church that normally is known for talking was in the back, and he wished that she was in the front, and she wasn't. So afterwards, I went up and told her, when I first came to this church, I really appreciated Will and Sarah all the time because when we were in a class, they always had an answer or something to talk about or a story to tell. So when you get in the body of believers, you want to hear what people have to say, right? I mean, am I the only guy? Come on, somebody breathe and say, yeah, I want to hear what everybody else has got to say, right? Well, I just love what they have to say. They talked all the time. And yes, I'm poking Will right now for later. Maybe he's going to say something or ask, him, ask me a left-handed question later. I don't know. But it, it's a thing of, <laughs> I, I appreciate the fact that they speak so much and, and they, they talk so much in, in class. It's just a good thing to get their take on different, different things. For me, that's important. So I went to tell her that and bombed it greatly. And then I think I finally spit it out. I appreciate you for this reason. And that's, that's mine. So, who am I grateful for? Well, I was grateful for Will and Sarah at that moment. So, tonight, we've got a couple minutes before we do this. Who wants to tell me one thing or one person that they're thankful for? Come on, somebody say it, quick. Jesus Christ? For your husband, Nick. If you haven't figured it out, this glowing young lady right here just got married not long ago. And Nick is, Nick is, yeah, she's looking. <laughs> <laughs> they just got married. She's grateful for her husband. Yes. There you go. Anybody else? <laughs> You're thankful for your wife. Outstanding. Still newlyweds. Had been married long at all. Who? There you go. Every man in the house is going, wife is a safe answer right now. Uh, hey, I hear you. I've already said that before, class. The, wife and son. Outstanding. I love it. Who else? 
Pastor Ken, outstanding. I, I, I'll go along with you on that one. You're right. Thankful for your mother. Oh, that's a good answer. That's a good one. There you go. Mom is glowing now. Everybody's glowing. Everybody's happy. Miss Taylor. Thankful for Miss Connie. Wow. So, why have you, are you thankful for Miss Connie? Outstanding. Anyone else that's thankful for someone or something? Or one one time. <laughs> Don't say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> We're all thinking it, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Outstanding. Anyone else? Yeah. Yeah. That's everyday life, isn't it? Yeah. We depend on people. Anyone else? Wow. Seriously, good. <laughs> and still checking. Hey, you know, it's nice to know people care about you guys. Don't, isn't that what we want? We want people to care. We want people to love us. Anyone else? So here's the question. Who wants to say why they're thankful for this special person? Is there anybody else that wants to say why they're thankful for a certain person? The newlywed young lady right here. Works really hard. <laughs> there you go. Outstanding. Anyone else? That's why we're here, folks. Emery. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Right. Okay, check another box. Yeah. Yeah. And what a what a man our pastor is. I'm here to tell you. Uh, I'm not just playing him up to play him up. He's just good folks. Let's just say it. He's he's like that. He's our pastor, but he's our friend too. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go do something. Yeah. Fellowship of the brothers, sisters. 
it's all good. It's really is, it's what it's about, is being around like-minded believers, whether we're doing the spiritual thing or the non-spiritual thing, and that we're just not in here talking about the Word all the time, and we're just living life where we are, taking care of each other, checking on folks, looking up to folks, giving that word of encouragement. If you're thankful for your pet, that's okay, that's okay too. There's no right or wrong answer here. It's whatever you're thankful for. I'm I'm thankful I can crank my car and go to work every day without, you know, worry about it. You know, many years ago, I'd sit down in the car, leave the door open, and I'd hit the, the, the key. If it started, I shut the door. If it didn't, I got out. I mean, I'm thankful for a car that's one color, that starts when I hit the key, that stops when I hit the brake. I mean, I'm, it, it doesn't catch on fire. I had a, a chariot of, of fire, chariot of faith, caught on fire three different times. Yeah, I've walked every road in the Tri-County area. In all seriousness, it was a rough life. Uh, But now, my car's one color. It's kind of coolish, and when I I don't even hit the key, I push the button, and it starts. So I'm thankful, very non-spiritual thing to be thankful for, but it's just life in the big city right here, you know, walking on this this terra firma. That's a thing that I'm thankful for. Uh, So let's get started in our, our class tonight. You'll notice there are a lot of scriptures on the second page. Uh, uh, There's a lot of them. So let me tell you a little key here. It didn't work last time, and I don't suspect it will this time either. But my thoughts are the scriptures that are in bold are going to be the first verse of each section. So I'm going to have a section tonight in in talking about the giving of thanks in the Old Testament, uh, in the life of Jesus, then in the, uh, the epistles... And then we're going to have a, a, a word, um, a challenging word, if you will. Then I have like an example that's going to be hopefully an encouragement. And then we're going to close this down. I like, I like for everybody to know where I'm going and why I'm doing it. So you'll, you'll have an idea. You can pace yourself along the, along the lines. You guys don't speak. We might be out of here at 7 o'clock. If you do, we're still leaving at 7. So we're, we're, we're in it for 44 minutes, guys. So we're going to do this. Please, if you have something to say, interrupt me. I expect it. So tonight, that's what we're going to do. Hunter's not speaking, so we're going to get out at 7 o'clock. We're, we're starting as... <laughs> We're starting in the Old Testament. Who wants to read tonight? Let me pass out a couple verses. Who wants to read? Hunter, you want to read? All right, so I'm going to tell a couple verses. Y'all turn to them, and then we'll read them. You ready? Hunter, you're going to do Psalms 95, verses 1 and 2. Who wants to do Psalms 69? Warren, 69, verses 30 and 31. Who wants to do 1 Samuel 15? Miss Lydia, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. Who wants to do Psalms 145, verse 10? Um, I forget your name. What's your name? Jason. Gosh, Jason, I'm so sorry. And First Chronicles 16.4. First Chronicles 16.4. Okay. Well, let's see if we make it that far before we do any more. You ready? So the big, the big idea, you remember what I said, the big idea under the Old Testament uh, section is Thanksgiving was central to Old Testament worship. Thanksgiving was central to Old Testament worship. Psalms chapter 95, verses 1 and 2. Who has that? Hunter. Let 
Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. That word is toda. It is a thank offering. It's thanksgiving. It's confession of thanksgiving, a song of thanksgiving. Uh, the Hebrews use this word to say thank you often. So we see that thanksgiving is an important part or an integral part of Old Testament Worship, Psalms chapter 69, verses 30 and 31. Yes, sir. Well, I will praise, that word is the halal, it means unrestrained. It means to brag or boast to the point of seeming foolish. That's where we get the word hallelujah. The, ha the halal means it's unrestrained in bragging and praising God and Yah being an abbreviated form of God's name, Yahweh. It says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him and make his name bigger with thanksgiving. So when I come to God and when I make his name known and magnified to the world that I'm in, wherever my part of the world is... I'm going to use thanksgiving to make God's name known wherever I find myself. Interestingly enough, it says that this shall please the Lord better than the sacrifices that I have to make. He looks at the thanksgiving as being the higher order. My gosh, have you guys ever heard anything like that before? Where thanksgiving is more important than the sacrifice itself. Although they had to do the sacrifice, the thanksgiving was more important. It was the higher order. Who had 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses, verse So we see that thanksgiving really is on the higher order when it comes to the sacrifices. But Samuel is telling Saul, you should have obeyed in the first place. Why? It's not like he needed the sacrifice. Do you see that with God, it's the relational aspect with each one of us. So when he sees that we're obeying, that's good. When he sees that we're we're thanking him and we're realizing that every good and perfect thing comes down from the Father of lights anyway. If it comes from him and we reciprocate and say thank you on that, that's the relationship that he desires. Do you know that he never needed a temple when they were in the wilderness? He told the people of Israel, I never needed the thing. We had a tent already. I was meeting with my people. The relationship is what was most important. So when we give our thanks to him, we're showing him that everything in us is thankful for what he has done. And this results in worship, which is the thing that he wants, the relationship with us. You know, the, the thought that I put regarding that is we can do all the right things around the house. And the tenderness of the covenant relationship, newlyweds, with our spouse will not be there. Unless the right heart is in it. How many of you guys have done all the right things and there was no joy and neither was there great gladness in your heart? And your spouse knows it because I'm here to tell you that they know these things, men and women, so there is no hiding it. So if you go out and you do the things that you know need to be done and you do it with the wrong attitude, don't you think they kind of know it anyway? And I mean, they're, they're just, they're not going to cook supper for you at night and he's not going to go mow the grass for you. I mean, it, it, it's a heart thing. But do you know when the, when, the, when the relationship is right 
And your thoughts are on them, and their thoughts are on you, and you're working back and forth. You know, there's a tenderness, there is a, there is a bliss that's there when your heart's right. And when that other person does something for you, and you tell them, thank you, it is good to be in that house. I'm telling you, how many married people, raise your hand, when you, when you know that you've done right and you say thank you and you appreciate what they've done. But look at all these smiling people, a bunch of smiling Christians. You ought to see what I'm seeing right now. I, I, I think we're getting the point across. When we thank God for what he has done, don't you think he delights in you? I mean, do you really? When Scripture says that he dances over us in the morning, do you think he'd be dancing if he didn't delight in you? He's dancing over you. You're the object of his special delight. That's what that word jeshurun means in the Old Testament. You're that person that if he could sleep, he would wake up in the morning and he would think about you. So when he does those good things and we say thank you, we're working back and forth and it's a relationship. And that's what we're seeing in the Old Testament. Uh, Psalms chapter 40, 145 verse 10. All your works shall give thanks to you. All creation joins in offering thanks to God. All of creation. His creation and us, all of it is looking to God. All of it sings his praise, so to speak. All of it is giving him thanks. First Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 4. David employed Levites to commemorate the Lord God of Israel and to give him thanks and praise. So when they came into the temple, when they would have the, the joyful procession, I, I think it's in Psalms 42. I don't think we're going to do it tonight. David says, I used to go along in that, that, that throng of people that was bringing thanksgiving. You had the, the, the Psalms of Ascent and all the thanksgiving that was made as they would go up into the temple. They would come in before the presence of God and worship him with the giving of of thanks, the giving of thanks. That word is yada. It means to express praise, to give thanks, to extol. There's a, a key word we're fixing to talk about that in a second. To make a public confession, to make an admission. It is to give thanks, but not just to give thanks, but to give thanks lavishly. I mean, it is to lay it out there. I mean, it is to say everything that you can think of. Father, I thank you for my car. I thank you for my wife. I thank you for my house. I thank you for my, my grass doesn't have weeds in it. I, I thank you for all these different things. I thank you for the weather. I thank you for everything that you've done in my life. I thank you for my family. I thank you for my church. I thank you for my job. I thank you for this. I thank you for that. I thank you for my country. I, and you just, you just praise him for everything. I thank you that I'm not saved because I have to do something. I thank you for your love and great favor that you've given me and you're just praising and praising and praising and so lavishly that is extolling the Lord that is what the thanks is the thanks then becomes worship and extolling his name how do you extol the Lord what are you thankful for what is it that God has done for you that you're thankful for somebody tell me somebody quick you gotta be thankful for something we're, we're thankful for something we're Christians who's thankful Wife, smart answer, great answer. <laughs> Your job, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Anybody else? Family, a family. Cool. Anybody else? Cody. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Man, his love and his great mercy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bless the Lord. Nehemiah 12, verse 46. Does someone have that one? You got that one? Go in the days of David. Again, when they came in, there were songs of praise and hymns, but there was thanksgiving. Do you see where thanksgiving was an important part of their life? It's still a part of our life, and it's a very important part. We're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, did I give Psalms 100 verse 4 to someone? No? This one uses both words. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, Toda, and his courts with praise. Give thanks, Yada, to him. Bless his name. Guys, I'm no Greek scholar, but I, I know enough to look at the Greek and to see what the words are saying, try to take it in its context and notice that there's different words and different things. What it's saying is, when I come to church, I'm thankful. And I'm thankful for all of it. But when I look to him, I'm thankful. But I'm thankful in a bigger way. The word we're going to talk about in the New Testament has a little prefix at the beginning of it for thanks. Eucharistia and Eucharistio and variations on that. But the EU at the beginning expands the word. So we're giving thanks because I'm thankful for you guys. But when I look to him, I'm giving thanks and it becomes worship and I extol him. It's like it's got that prefix where the word becomes bigger and it becomes more than just saying Oh, I'm thankful for you guys. Man, y'all are just the best people, best thing that ever happened in my life. I am thankful. That, that is a thing. But when we look to him, it's much bigger. Okay? All right. Interestingly enough, both words imply the using of our hands to thank him. Gasp. Okay, I'm going to say it. I'll raise my hands. I'm going to be real nice. I'm going to raise my hands. When I come to church... I'm that guy that likes to move around, and I came from a church where, wow. I mean, I, you didn't stand still when you talked. You walked. And I've, I've, I've tried to nail my feet down. It just didn't work, so I'm trying to hold on to this. But when we praise God, I, I just don't know another way. I, I have to be expressive. Now, maybe you're not that way. I respect that. But I've got, to, with all that's in me, I just can't sit still because when I think of what he's done for me, I, I don't know what he's done for you, but I know what he's done for me. I know what he's done in our life, and our kids' life, and I've seen so much, all I can do is be thankful. And, and sometimes the words and, and the make the joyful noise I heard this morning, I think it was you that made that comment. You had to call me out on that. It's, it's not a pretty thing. But I make the joyful noise. Sometimes it, it, the, 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 the horrible sound and the rest is not enough. I, I just accept this because I love you. Thank you so much for what you've done for me. In so many different ways. Maybe you guys think like that. Maybe when you come, you're just thankful that God loves you because you know that you're not perfect. None of us are. But you know just how not perfect you are. But yet he still accepts you, as Scripture says, into the beloved. That's a big thing for me. I hope that's a big thing for you. We see that the Old Testament saints and priesthood worship God with the giving of thanks. They had good reason to be thankful. I wonder if Jesus ever gave thanks. Hark, we're on the second uh, section now. Uh, let's go to Matthew. Who wants to do Matthew eleven twenty five? Who wants to look that up? You got that one? Who wants to do Matthew fifteen thirty six? Taylor? 
Uh, Matthew 26, 27. Jason. Um, John 11, 41 through 42. Two verses. Lydia. Uh, maybe let's do Luke twenty two nineteen. Also, who wants to do Luke twenty two nineteen? You got it, Gabe. All right. So Matthew eleven twenty five. Who's got that one? It says that the truths of his coming would be seen by those who were searching for him. Jesus was thankful for those people that were looking for him. Now, he hasn't become the Messiah yet because he hadn't given his life yet. But he came as the Messiah, but he hasn't died for them yet. It says in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28, I thought about this one on the way over here, that just as he was thankful for the people that were looking for him then, he's thankful for the people or he's, he's coming for those who are eagerly awaiting him, it says in Hebrews 9, 28. If I didn't put that on there, I, I think I just thought about that on the way here. Gosh, I've thought about so much lately on this. Hebrews 9, 28. He's coming for a people who are eagerly awaiting him, his return. That's just, are we eagerly awaiting him? Are we thankful that Jesus is in our life? Matthew 15, 36. Did I give that to someone? Taylor? So he gave thanks when he fed the 4,000. Matthew 26, 27. Yeah, Jason? Luke 22, 17 through 18. I don't think I gave that one to anybody. That was at the Passover meal. At the last Passover, he had the Passover and he gave thanks at the Passover meal. But after that, at the Lord's Supper, Luke 22, 19. I think I gave that one to someone, Gabe. Wow. He gave thanks twice at the, at the same time, basically at the Passover meal and then at the Lord's Supper. John 6, verse 11, Jesus feeds the 5,000 and then gives thanks again. Now, here's what's really cool about this. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed this when you, when you were reading it, but in John 6, verse 23, the day after the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus is remembered as having given thanks. Do you know how impressive that must have been when he gave thanks to his father for what he was about to do for people to remember him giving thanks the day before in the face of a miracle where he fed 5,000 people? And when you think about everything that was going on at that time, they were tired of being in bondage to the Romans. They're looking for a Messiah that's going to come as a conquering king. Now, this guy can, can make food come out of nowhere. He's bringing people back to life. He's healing diseases. This is the ultimate Messiah because even if Rome comes and kills our, our soldiers and our people, this guy's going to bring them back to life, and he's going to feed them. And if you get sick or even hurt in the slightest bit, he's going to make, it all, make all things well. And they remember... Jesus gave thanks. I like to think I give thanks a lot. And when I, I come to this, I go, well, gosh, I'm glad I do this at least daily. 
But I, I walk around having been in a place in my life, and Cody, I think me and you are in the, in the, in the, in the same line. We know where we've been. We know where we're going, but we're not there yet. But right here, I'm glad my God loves me. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for this church. I'm thankful for these people. I'm thankful for the car, the house. I mean, I could go on and on and on about all the things that he's given me, but also the fact that my God and his great love and his mercy and all the love that he has towards me, his sworn enemy, he gave Jesus for me. When is the last time we come to church and heard somebody walk up to you and say, man, I am so thankful that God did this for me, or I'm so thankful that we were, I don't, think we're trained to think like that it's in us i think we want to do it we just don't know to do it. it it's like saying who was it a couple months ago somebody said we never hear the word hallelujah in church well gosh if i say hallelujah i gotta act it out because that word halal means unrestrained i gotta you know praise him to the point of just going wild and crazy in church you know uh, that's not my thing i mean if if i look like that guy you, you put your glasses on i'm that i look like an accountant i'm just a little bit too straight uh, to be doing that kind of thing or being unrestrained in the house of God. Uh, yeah, I can raise my hands and, and I'll make my noise. But other than that, I'm thankful for what he's done. I mean, I'm looking at you guys, looking at me right now. I know you're tracking with me because you're thankful too. Maybe we need to consider being thankful to the point of speaking that to people. Warm up on somebody you know. Don't, don't freak the visitors out. You know, be nice to the visitors. But, but if they walk up to you and they engage you and they're thankful for something, let them have it. I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all up in the air. It's free games. So you guys do that. Let's, let's, let's make it a point. Next time we come to church, tell somebody what you're thankful for. Just freak them all the way out. Everybody that should have been in class that was it, walk up to them and just tell them, wow, I am thankful for what God is doing in my life. They're going to love it. Wouldn't it make you feel good, Gabe? It would make me feel just great if you walked up to me and said, God is doing this in my life, and I am just so grateful. I mean, I'm, watch, I will hug you. Don't, he's not going to say it, okay? I will be so happy. I will hug you. Uh, but you guys, pick the right person. Don't go hugging on folks. Be easy on them, all right? But so tell somebody you're thankful. Tell somebody you're thankful. Uh, Jesus was also thankful at the raising of Lazarus. Who has John 11? Verse 41, Miss Lydia. He gave thanks. You know, even at, at, at that... And let me fill you in on something. He raised Lazarus back from the dead, but big secret here, Lazarus died again. But Jesus met a need at that point in his life, in his sister's life. But he also met a need for the people that was around there, some that were caught up in the commotion and some that were caught up in the, the pain of someone losing their life. He prayed on their behalf so that they could hear him. Let me put it this way. In Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, it says that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. 
He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed. He came to make that connection to interface between God and man. You have one man, Christ the mediator, in the middle. That's that connecting link between God and us. And he did that by doing good and meeting us where we are. Who can tell me briefly of something that God has met them through Jesus in their life, in a difficult time in their life, and met them, met you where you are, without a book, without talking for 20 minutes, because then we're going to 720. Who, who in here has ever had a difficult time in their life that they can say, well, I know that's tough. That's tough because I, I, I hit you out of nowhere on this one. I, I know that was ugly as me for a speaker to do that. Well, wow. Wow. I did not know that much of it. Yeah. <laughs> Bless the Lord. Anybody else? Hey, hey, it's your chance. You know, going once. Somebody? Anybody got anyone? Honey, you smile like that all the time. Uh, anybody else? A uh, little, little, little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. in the Old Testament for that is the hesed, the loving kindness of God. In the King James, it says mercy a lot of time. When you see that word, mercy or, or loving kindness, if you read some other translations, that means stop. God is showing us that he loves us. So when you see that in the Old Testament, stop and think, how is God showing me that he loves me? How many people give thanks after encountering, G after encountering Jesus? Um... In the, in the New Testament, you have all these people that are healed. Well, I'm going to have to start speeding up now, so my, my words are probably going to go up to about 120 a minute or so. We'll see. Maybe 180. Maybe I'm at 120. Can you imagine what it was like for some of these people to be healed, to meet Jesus, and then him meet a need that was impossible, and yet he met it? Can you imagine what they were thinking? The, the Gadarene demoniac in Mark chapter 5 went and spoke of Jesus to every city in the Decapolis. Deca meaning ten, and the Opolis being the cities. There's ten cities. 
This man went to the surrounding area, all ten cities. They might have been small, but nevertheless, the demon was cast out. He goes and he tells everybody. So although the word thanks is not used, can you see the man was thankful that it was gone? There was two of them, if you read in Matthew chapter 28, that came, but only one of them wanted what Jesus had. He wanted the demons out. He cast them out. He went and told everybody in a 10-city region. The 10th leper in Luke chapter 17 and verse 16 says, And one of them, there's 10 lepers, only one of them came back to say thanks. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. He extolled God, extolled him, and then fell on his face at Jesus' feet and gave thanks. Now, you would think that if you had some incurable disease healed, most folks would say thanks. Is that what we hear all the time? When, when God brings us a job or when he does things for us, do we say thanks? Do we come to him and say, well, well, well my gosh, God, I, thanks, man. I appreciate that, God, that you brought, you brought that. Or does that thanks become with that, that, that prefix E-U where it magnifies the word thanks and makes it so much bigger? And that's what this, this word in the New Testament really has, that Eucharistia, uh, Eucharistia and Eucharistia. Eucharisteo, well, I'm slowing down 100 words a minute now. That E-U means it makes the thanks bigger. It makes it so much bigger where we start to worship God for what he has done in our life. It's not just a, well, thank you, God, I kind of owe you that. Appreciate you. I'll tell, I'll tell somebody about you, and then you go on about your business, or is it really a worship thing? Luke chapter 19 and verse 8, Zacchaeus went up the tree to see Jesus. Do you know that when Jesus called him down, he gave half of his goods and repaid fourfold for all of his crimes? Things like that don't happen when you're the most hated guy in the whole city that's got the most money of anyone in the city, and he says, I'll give it all up. I don't need it. If you're going to challenge me and say that I'm being pretentious or whatever it is like that, watch this. This is a thankful guy. He knew what he wanted. Jesus had it, and he thanked him for it with his, his life. Now, here's a big one, John chapter 9. If I have a favorite chapter in the Bible, this one right here is probably one of them, uh, John chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. I have to read those. John chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, the blind man. And when he had found him, he said unto him, Do you believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus revealed himself to this man, not only who he is, but also that he was the Messiah. Yes, he said, my name is Jesus. He ultimately said later that I am the Messiah. But before he ever said any of those things, if you were here Wednesday, you heard Pastor start on it. And this was already in my notes, so I didn't get this from Pastor, okay? So, Pastor, I love you. I'm not, I'm not stealing this and from you. But this is, this is good, and you have to know this. There were certain miracles called Messianic miracles that happened. Everywhere Jesus went, 
He told people who he was, and he demonstrated who he was. There was never this thing that was underground, no conspiracy theories. He always says, I'm the son of man. That means he was the Messiah. Look in the book of, of, of Daniel. He also showed them through signs and great wonders, Acts 10, 38. He came here for that purpose to show us and to tell us that he is the Messiah, and people still did not receive him for who he was. But this man knew that one of those messianic miracles was he would have to heal a person who was born blind, not became blind. This man was born blind. When he got his eyesight, when Jesus healed him, he knew this guy is the Messiah. This is who he is. Jesus chose to reveal himself to him, and the only thing that this man could do was to worship him for what he had done, but more than, than that, for who he is. Big idea in the Jesus section. Big idea is thankfulness culminates in worship. Thankfulness culminates in worship. That's what thankfulness is. It's, it's like, it's in the run-up to it, but oftentimes in our times of worship, we can still thank Him. Thankfulness culminates in worship. The application, to extol the Lord includes worshiping Him for His goodness to us. When we extol him, it's more than just praising. It's a, a higher level praise to where we really put it out there to the extent that we can. With all that we are, with the power of Holy Spirit inside of us, we worship God for who he is. And a big part of that is the giving of thanks. Psalms 145 verses 1 and 2 and 14 through 16. I'll read those quickly. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day I will bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Listen to these verses here. It goes personal. The Lord, Lord upholds all that fall and raises up all that are bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thy hands and satisfiest the desire of every living thing. The psalmist is thanking God for who he is and thanking him for what he does. Both are important. It's important that we thank God. It's important that we worship God for who he is, but also and likewise for what he has done in our lives and what he's done in your life, Gabe. And he's done a whole lot. He's given us reason to be thankful. To praise him lavishly. Wow. We see that Jesus gave thanks to the Father. Transitioning into the epistle section. We see that Jesus gave thanks to his Father and that many people gave thanks to him as well. This thanks that they gave was expanded by the extolling or the, the worshiping of him. Because oftentimes when he healed them and did something for them, they would thank him, but then they would fall on their face and they would worship him. Be ye therefore followers of God, it says in Ephesians chapter 5, as dear children. Walk in love, verse 3. Walk in love without doing these things that it talks about, the sins. Walk in love, verse 3, as becometh saints. So there's a way that we as believers are to walk when we're here on this earth, being his ambassador and representing God to this world, there's a way that we should walk, and we should walk in a way that becometh saints. Verse 4 in Ephesians chapter 5, 
neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient. And he's juxtaposing the two. There's things that you can do that are not convenient and they're not becoming for Christians and we don't do those things. And we don't do them because we know they're not pleasant to God. So it's not a matter of I don't do this because I didn't do it and because I didn't do it, I can check the box and say I'm a good little Christian today because I didn't do it. Thank you, God, for that. It's not that at all. It never was. In the Old Testament, worship was central. Thankfulness was worship, uh, central to worship in the Old Testament. Even now, it's the relationship. We were thankful to him for what he's done. True love delights in the other. So if I love my wife truly, I delight in her more than I delight in me. If I say that I love God, I delight in him more than I delight in me. So when we do that, we say, thank you, God. I want to live according to your way, not because I have to, but because I want to. Because I delight in you. I would rather do some things because I delight in you. Not because I can't, not because I shouldn't, but because I love you, God. And it says, juxtaposing against those bad things, it says, saints that are acting becomingly, walking in love, it says in verse 4, the last three words, says those saints give thanks. That's the way we do it. We walk in love as we should, giving thanks. The big idea in the epistle section, this big idea, it is becoming of believers to live lives of thanksgiving. It's what we do. That word thanks is Eucharistia, like I've been saying. Right here, it's the conversation that's marked by the gentle cheerfulness of a grateful heart. How many of you with a slightly raised hand you don't have to invest completely just like this I mean if you're invested you raise your hand right has God ever given you a reason to be thankful just do like this okay and if you're invested raise it but he has been good to me he's been good to you too so we give him thanks because we delight in him is, is, this, is this making sense to you? Is this speaking to you all? I mean, the, the way you're looking at me, I really think you are. I think you're getting it. Tell yourself it is. You'll believe it. <laughs> if you talk to yourself, you'll believe what you say. James 1, 16 and 17 says that this way, do not err, my beloved brother, and every good gift and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, it says, uh, with whom is no variables, variableness nor shadow of turning. If it's good, it comes down from heaven because the Father loves you. So we're thankful for it. Now we have finally gotten to our main passage. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now this is only part of the verse, and I did an update, and it did not take, and I did not put it in. Ha <laughs> um, ha. Uh, right before that, it says to, uh, Bill reads this Bible. It says to rejoice and to pray. And you'll notice at, about rejoice evermore, I think it says, semicolon. And to pray without ceasing, semicolon. But then it says, in everything, give thanks. After that, each one of those three things has after that, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So if God is the object of our prayers, who is the object of our thanks? Underhanded. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Y'all looking at me like I'm wanting some kind of deep spiritual answer here. I, that's not the case. Um, we're, we're reinforcing truth we've already talked about. If if God is the object of our prayers, He is the object of our joy. Rejoice evermore. He is the object of our thanks. In everything, give thanks. This is will of Christ, Jesus concerning you. In in this verse, we are not commanded to be thankful for everything in this verse, but to be thankful in everything. And, and this word thanks, again, is an outpouring of grace and wonderful feelings that freely flow from the heart in response to someone or something. So in everything give thanks, these, this thanks is connected with something that has happened to you or because the love that you have for someone else. And in this, this verse right here, it has to do with God. So if we are delighting in him and loving in him, in everything we are giving thanks, we're rejoicing evermore, and we're praying without ceasing because this is God's will concerning you in Christ Jesus. Because this is the will of God. I read it somewhere and I don't recall where. But I'm going to tell you I did because I'm fixing to say this. And I don't want y'all looking it up saying Bill's doing it. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. I'm not that guy. You don't have to pray about this one. Do it. That's what it says. Rejoice everyone. Pray without ceasing and everything. Give thanks. Why? Because it's the will of God for you. So you don't have to pray about this. We have to do this. We have to practice this. We have to learn to do this. This takes time. We have to tell our kids to say thank you when somebody gives them a sucker. Because they take the sucker and they run. They, got what, they have what they want. I mean, come on. I mean, I've had somebody give me a car in, in years past. When you, when you look that pathetic and somebody gives you a car, I mean, you're, 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 you're doing pretty bad, you know. And that, that was many years ago, okay. Again, I have a car that's one color that starts, and I get in and shut the door before I hit the start button. But you have to teach people to say thank you. So next Sunday, somebody's, somebody in this house, if I know you guys, somebody's going to come up and tell me thank you. And watch out, because I'm going to bring it. Uh, we're we, we going to talk about the goodness of God. I'm going to tell you thank you. That God said something that, thank, that I'm going to give thanks for. This is the will of God. Do it. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 21. This is a cool verse. And thine eyes shall hear a word behind thee saying, this is the way, walk you in it. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left, the people of Israel were not living right. Let's just say it that way. This is real quick summation. But God in his, his love and mercy and his compassion shows them, this is what I have for you. And watch this, because this is what we all want anyway. We talk about anxiety. We talk about stress. We talk about all of these things. But the one thing that we want is we want to know that we're in God's will right where we are. Is this your will, God? And he's saying, this is what I'm going to do for you because I love you. I'm going to get behind you, and I'm going to talk to you. And I'm going to say, this is the way. Walk in it. And when you go to get off to the left, and when you go to get off the right, and you're not listening to God, and you play the games like, like Hunter confessed. God in his love says, this is the way. And he brings you in. And when you get off to the left, Hunter, thank you. We've all done this. You just said it. You get off to the left. He says, that's not the way. This is the way. Move it back to the right. And we get it right here. This is where God wants you is right here. That's the love of the Father. That's the love that I'm thankful for. That's the God that we can't stop praising and I can't stop praising because he loved me when I was his enemy and gave Christ for me. 
That's thankfulness. I thank him for what he's done. Do you guys do that? Are you thankful that he's, he would speak to you in a voice, in, in that, that, that still small voice that you, you, you know it when you hear it? And when you get off to the left or the right, you know it when it happens. And he's telling you, bring it back. And we don't always bring it back like we should. We don't bring it back as quickly as we should. But he's bringing us back. That's where he wants us. And he's still loving us the whole time. It's in Christ Jesus. Paul is speaking to believers in this passage. That's you guys. This is what you have to look forward to. This is the way. You can, you can walk in this. You can do this thing right here because he's equipped us to. It's his will and he's equipped you as believers to do that. And when you mess up, he brings us back. And we're always thankful for that. We know that all things work together for, for good for them that love God, to those that are called according to his purpose. Last part of that verse in, in, in Ephesians is, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. We are obligated to live lives of thankfulness. Did I just say obligated? I, I, I did say obligated. We are obligated to live lives of thankfulness. Why? Because he expects us. He's teaching us how to love him properly because we don't know how. So he shows us and he tells us in his great love that he's loved us with. Now he's teaching us how to love him. And one way to love him is to thank him for who he is. It's your reasonable service that pastor's been talking about in the book of Romans chapter 12. It's your reasonable service. You remember at the beginning of this, I think it was, uh, he talked about the two guys that sold themselves into slavery to be able to go to the, the Caribbean to be able to witness to slaves, not knowing if anybody would receive a single word that they said. That's, he, pastor called that reasonable service. It's just what we should have done. I don't get a pat on the back for that. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't get an extra star in the crown. If God equips me to do that, then I can do that because of his strength. Oscar. I, Oscar, ha, 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 Will, I'm so sorry. Uh, the other Oscar. Yeah, seriously, yeah, right, mm. but he's given it to us, wow. Yeah, seriously, yeah, I had a, had a moment like that in the desert, uh, I was out uh, wind sailing in the Persian Gulf yeah, on, on, on your tax dollars. Um, some of you guys were not alive. Uh, and I remember out there just taken by the majesty of God out there on the water. I was so far out I could barely see the land. And I remember there's another brother on the boat. And we just sat there just trying to take it in. And it was just so overwhelming. And now 30-something years later, I'm still thinking about that meeting with God where God revealed himself to me in a way to where he, he spoke to me. But he does that to all of us. Are, are, are you thankful for that? I, I'm thankful for that. I, I know that you are. Um, so let's go to Ben's Our Time is Up, and I've done my best Hunter impression. Um, 
we're going to skip over all of that and let me just tell a brief or really brief story and let's do that so you guys will know I'm serious you can close your Bibles I'm not going to go there anymore Years ago, I left a church that, that went south in a bad way and was done, done really poorly, uh, and my family. And we left. We do what you do when, it, when a church goes wrong, and, and that happens, and that's unfortunate that it happens. But godly people are still godly people, uh, and sometimes things get messy, and we'll just leave all of that alone. But it turns out that several of my friends left that church. I never really saw them again until I, I saw one here recently I hadn't seen for 20-something years. And he was still holding on to some stuff from that. After two decades now, holding on to some things. And I got to talk to this guy who was a young fellow when I was there. And I said, let me tell you something. And this, this applies to what we're talking about tonight. I said, when I left, I thought of one thing. Not a bunch of things, because I'm not that smart. What is one thing that I can be thankful for? I've been walking this out for decades. When I left that church, I held on to one thing that I was thankful for, and I held on to it. I've never spoken evil against the pastor of that church, nor anyone in that church. It's been so long now, I've done forgotten most all of them. I mean, I might know them if I saw them. I don't know. But I held on to one thing that I was thankful for, and we're, we're fine. We're good. And everybody in the church is good. They're just in other churches now because that church is, has gone away. It, it doesn't exist anymore. And that's really sad. But this fellow came up to me and he was talking about it. I said, you've got to stop. And he stopped. I hadn't talked to the guy in 20 years. I said, you're killing yourself. Stop. And he looked at me kind of funny. I said, you need to find one thing that you're thankful for. And you need to grab onto it. You need to hold on like your life depends on it and be thankful for that one thing. If you will be thankful, it will change your life. The bad's got to go if you choose the thankfulness. Why? Because if you're thankful, that's the beginning stages of worship. You're saying, like Jesus said, in this world, you can't, you, you can't have two masters. You're going to choose one of them. It's going to get down to God or mammon. That word mammon is confidence, which, which really is the, it stems because of wealth that causes a false confidence. But the Jews referred to that as worldliness. So if we are, we're going to choose between God or worldliness, his way or your way, what are you going to do? I choose thankfulness. And I told that fellow, you better find something to be thankful for and hold on to it. And if you will, it will change your life and the rest of it will go away. So tonight... I probably missed a big idea. Y'all come to me and I'll, I'll tell you what it is if I did. Um, the idea is be thankful. Trust him. Look to him. Let him be the object of your delight and worship him for who God is and for what he's done for you. If that's all you can do is what he's done for you, be thankful for that. But be thankful for stuff that he's done in other people's lives as well. Does anybody have anything they want to say before we close tonight? Thank you. It's fitting. <laughs> Anyone else? The hidden word. Wow, the hidden word. I don't know what your hidden word is, but for me, for me, my hidden word is always. 
I think it's implied. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Give thanks always. For me, it's when the good comes. That's kind of easy. Uh, that's, that's, we're, we're pitching underhanded again. But what about when something bad comes along? At that moment, I'm probably not going to be thankful for that. But I'm going to find something that's good. Because if I can't fall back on anything else, I can say, Father, thank you for my wife because my wife helps me when I turn into Bill. And I get so inextricably Bill that I can't see which way is up, down, left, or right. My wife is always there for me. And now that all nine of my kids are gone and the noise is left with them, I don't have all of that confusion to get lost in. It's just me and her. We're sitting in a quiet house. I'm loving it. <laughs> but now when the noise is off, what are you going to do? I choose to be thankful. Always. In everything. Maybe not for that thing. And maybe later I will be thankful for that. But I've got to find something to hold on to that I can be thankful for. Father, tonight we thank you for the great love that you've loved us with. The favor that you show and continue to show and continue to show us as your children, your believers, your sons, your daughters, all the time. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're going to do. Tonight I pray that you would keep my family blessed and safe in all that they put their hands to, get them all home safely tonight. And have them to sleep the sleep that your word says that they are deserving of, the slumber of the righteous. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.